welcome to New Wineskins, a podcast dedicated to helping your church discover fresh perspectives to increase your ministry effectiveness, engage your community, and fulfill your calling in the context of our current culture. Each episode, we take time to dialogue with pastors, church staff, lay leaders, and experts who bring new ideas and fresh perspectives to assist the local church. You can find out more about our program by visiting us on anchor.fm or email at tony.brooks at bgav.org. Our host for this journey is Dr. Tony Brooks, field strategist for the Baptist General Association of Virginia. We hope you enjoy this episode of New Wineskins. Here's Tony. I'm very thankful today to have Reverend Gary Long. Um, it'll be doctor, hopefully, in the next year or so. He's working on that, uh, a doctor for ministry at Truett. He's our chief marketing officer for the Baptist General Association of Virginia. But I've known Gary a long time. Uh, I remember when he was pastor at Liberty Baptist in Skipwith and uh, working on his MDiv uh, at the Baptist Theological Seminary at Richmond. My wife was finishing hers at the same time. We've known each other a long time. Um, he was a business owner at the same time. Uh, so I consider him to be an apostle. When we think about the fivefold ministry, uh, entrepreneurial, he's done so many different things along the way. And I'm thankful he's part of our staff. So Gary, glad you're here. Uh, I know that um, you know your wife, Tracy, and you have three adult children as well. Is there anything you want to share just far as personal before we jump into the, the conversation about marketing and, and what needs to happen for churches. Tony, just a thanks, first of all, you and, and to Katrina for including me in your life uh, along the way. And it's always good to, to be with you guys uh, and celebrate all of our, our shared history and all of our hopeful future as well. Uh, the only thing I'd add is I'm just a good old North Carolina boy. Um, I'm a uh, home, homesick, heartbroken Southerner, as they say. <laughs> yes, good work. Thank you, Gary. So let's just jump in. I know uh, this session, you and I talked some about this. How do we market? How do we help the church um, in this ever-changing culture? And even in our conversation just before I, I recorded, marketing sends kind of a negative label for some people. So, so help us understand. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I learned in, in the sales side of owning a business that you have to have a funnel, you got to have a pathway for how customers find you. And, you know, that additionally, that kind of the sales and marketing process doesn't end at the cash register in a business. It, it continues because we set up relationships with customers and we hope that they'll be a repeat customer. So so marketing and, and the sales process from the business world is a never ending process. And um, I, I, I like uh, to think of marketing for churches as maybe a better word would be engagement um, that begins with people who don't yet know us and it doesn't end. Uh, it becomes a cycle of relationship. And that engagement really is one of the steps. If you want to think of it in terms of a sales funnel, like running a business um, that with, but with the end goal of evangelism and discipleship. 
that the process that we're trying to, to lay out for churches is just engagement uh, so that the church can do what it natively and instinctively does. Gary, that's a great word. I, again, I think about that often um, in some previous churches where I've served, they would say we're the best kept secret in this town mm. because they did not do any type of really the marketing piece um, and then other churches that I work with on a daily basis uh, in Southside Virginia, they may have a negative perception that happened 50 years ago, and they've not done anything to turn that around and make it a positive one. So that that is a wonderful word. So churches just starting out, if they don't know much um, naturally with COVID, some have taken on Facebook and they're doing some things. What are some of those basic things that churches should be doing in our current culture uh, to market their church? Well, I think some of the basics are uh, understanding that, first of all, word of mouth is your best marketing. And so church members uh, who, who know and understand the mission of the church and are excited about what the church is doing is, is your first and best um, because relationships are where all the, the, the beauty of evangelism and discipleship start. Um, but for the general just kind of awareness campaigns, um, churches should be focused on identifying um, where people are in the community that they need to reach. Um, you know, the old, the old marketing adage is know your message and know your audience. And uh, I know our pastors and our church leaders know the message. I mean, we have we got the best story in the world to tell. I mean, it is the ultimate story of redemption. And uh, if, if you think about anything that humans are going to connect with, we all need that. And we know instinctively, um, you know, no matter how far we might be from God, we know that fundamentally um, there is something within us that needs help and needs redemption. So the story we have to tell, the message we have to tell is is just the best news there is. And the, the next piece then of knowing the audience, you know, who needs to hear that message is probably where we could spend some time. Um, you know, we have um, uh, uh, Glenn Aikens on staff here at BJV who spends entire you know, days and weeks working with churches just to identify the demographics of the people around them. He does this almost no charge. Uh, his his reports are exhaustive to help us identify. And, and I think that's one of the first things that surprises churches and pastors when they read these reports is, gosh, look at all the people around us. There, there really are opportunities, you know, um, everywhere. So identifying who the audience is that you can best reach, you know, is, is kind of the first and most important step. You know, people want to talk about, you know, get a website, get Facebook, do all these things. Those are important. They're, they're vital steps. But the fundamental first, most important piece is understanding who you are and understanding who you're trying to reach. And uh, I think that's where BJV does offer some good resources, Tony. Gary, that's a great word. Yeah. Often they start with the other pieces without realizing who the audience is that they're trying to reach. Um, and that uh, census data, demographics, whatever you want to call it, uh, is one of those very important pieces along the way. Yeah. So let's say they've done that, all right? They, they have discovered the audience. What are some of those next level marketing techniques that can help them? 
Yeah, I, you know, I think for sure we want to look at, you know, where do we have affinity? What's what's the easiest place to build relationships and and where are those relationships? And, you know, we, we've already kind of talked about word of mouth and we've already talked about, word, you know, relationship based uh, reaching out, you know, at, at the ball field with kids, uh, at the at the bowling alley with our friends, you know, those kinds of traditional ways. But if the church is looking for how to reach people that it's not yet engaged with, um, then's where you start talking about what your media channels are. And, you know, in, in our current context, the easiest format is social media. Um, and social media is a little bit of a scary place for a lot of people. And, and in all fairness, it, it's probably fearful. It should be fearful. Um, like anything out in the culture, it has the opportunity to be filled with blessing and cursing. And uh, I know a lot of pastors right now who have who have taken a beating uh, from church members over some of the hot button issues in the last couple of years with politics and COVID and 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 all the things that churches are dealing with. So social media is scary uh, because that's <laughs> that's a place where it's easy to get uh, to get off message and to get awry. Uh, but if I was a church, um, I would be considering things like Facebook. I would be looking at um, uh, identifying who are the affinity groups in your community around. What are the existing Facebook pages that are connecting to people in the community? And uh, beginning with some basics like does the church have a Facebook page? Does the church have a staff person or a group of volunteers who monitor that? Because people go to Facebook for information just as much as they go to Google. And, and so if, if they discover your church, they're checking you out. One of the things they're doing on there is seeing, are they responsive to me? So if I send a message, am I getting a response, you know, within a reasonable period of time? They're also looking to see what kind of content you're posting. And does it show vibrancy of church, uh, church life? And they're also looking to see the comments. So if you're just posting a bunch of content, but you're not getting engagement, people have been wondering, oh, is this church just advertising or is there a real faith community being built? And Facebook is one of the ways it gets expressed. So again, before we wade out into any of this media, um, having a clear concept of, of what you want to accomplish and, and how you as a church can, can get there is to me, it's, it's vital. Um, lots we can say about Facebook, uh, good and bad. Um, the one thing I'd add is that is if Facebook were a nation, it would be the largest on the planet. And so if we're going to be like Paul and go where the people are and, uh, you know, kind of make our tents and and, uh, and and give the give the sermon in the Areopagus, uh, man, <laughs> Facebook is, is definitely the place to be just by numbers. Gary, that again, I've not thought of this before. They just came to me from this conversation. So even the members who show up on Sunday morning in worship, who are not watching on Facebook, if they give a positive comment, they share, here's something new that's happening, a missions opportunity that was mentioned. They're excited about something new. Suddenly, naturally, all their friends see it as well. So it's almost even asking every member to consider how they can share positive influence on their friends uh, and, and go back and when they get home from worship, share, you know, I learned this today. 
there's something new. Um, I've not thought about that piece. Yeah, I'll even I'll even push this a step further, Tony, and I'll, I'll probably I'll probably get a few calls over this one, but I, I don't have a problem as a as a preacher seeing people on Facebook in a service or seeing people engaging technology in a service because I just recognize this is the way of what's going on in the world. Now, are there problems with this? It is riddled with problems. Are kids playing games on their phones in church? Probably. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to argue that. But it's 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 kind of like people are using this technology anywhere. Let's get into that space. And so if I'm a if I'm a pastor thinking about how to utilize Facebook, Facebook has got so many tools that we could draw on during worship that go beyond live stream. Um, you, you can post surveys. You can post a Bible passage. You can post the three points or 42 points or the no points of your sermon. You know, you can post artwork that you want to reference. Uh, it keeps you copyright safe. If you're citing another site that's got the license. I mean, there's so many ways that you can manipulate this medium to, to communicate and interact. And, you know, there's going to be some people who aren't going to follow you there. They're just not going to go into that space. And that's OK. Let's hope that they have the grace to say to the rest of the congregation, you know, we, we bless this and then let's just get creative, you know, let's manipulate this thing for all it's worth. Um, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a minority report on this. <laughs> Gary, I, I'm with you. I think we we're in this world uh, and we've got to use technology for good and find ways we can connect to people out there and, uh, Trying to remember, we have one church in the Northern Virginia area. Trying to remember if he used um, Twitter. I want to say it was Twitter. And while he preaches, they have, um, you know, their their Twitter page on the big screen, and people can tweet questions during the sermon. And he will look up and respond. I mean, there are so many different ways that technology can be used. Yeah. And that's risky. Uh, I just want to acknowledge that for the preacher, you know, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a scary place to be. You know, kudos to that minister for doing that. <laughs> well, and that pastor will say, there's some of these I may not get to, but I'm going to call you afterwards. Yeah. And we'll talk about it. So. You know, I just think it's a fascinating world right now. Um, people outside of the church are looking, they're spiritually thirsty, and I'm wanting us to find ways that we can connect to them. So it was about 2004. I was a pastor in Houston at the time. And I got invited to do a lecture series on faith and culture in uh, at HBU, Houston Baptist University. Had about 1,100 students at this thing uh, over a series of three days. We had, you know, three three different. These were lectures. These weren't sermons. Uh, this was not a worship environment. But it was it was it was a you know it was meant to be a, a talk a lecture. And uh, I, I took a risk. I said, Hey guys, you all know I'm a local pastor. Uh, here, uh, you know, we we talked about music and film and how they all intersect with culture and such. And I said, but you know, I know at the heart, at the heart of this, at the end of the day, that you've got concerns in life, and sometimes these conversations don't really scratch the itch. If you got something I can pray for you for, here's my cell phone number and text me. 
Now, this was in 04. It was both a major success and a major headache because over the next two semesters, my phone blew up. I mean, blew up. And this was during a period I didn't have one of the, the phones with the uh, QWERTY keyboard on it. I was like trying to do everything. And I had to go to my church and say, hey, guys, I need you to buy me a new phone. And I, I remember I had this T-Mobile uh, flip phone that the, the, the screen slid to the side and I had a QWERTY keyboard inside. I thought it was it was the most cutting edge thing ever. Uh, and I was very grateful to have that keyboard in text with all these kids. Um but man, it really opened up to me an understanding of the world of hurt and the world of searching that's out there. If kids, well, not just not just college kids, but if people feel like they've got a safe, easy to use venue to communicate. And I, and I think this is one of the things I learned from sales and marketing that could, the church could learn from. And that is we, we wanted to do everything we could to make it easy for the customer to make a purchase. I mean, this is a, it was a revenue business. And so you get very customer minded in that. And I think one of the things that from this that we can draw out is that our, our marketing efforts are not just about a, a flashy billboard or the latest Facebook ad or the coolest live stream, you know, look, but that we make it easy and accessible for people to reach us, to come to church, to engage church. Um, and so that if we could just stop thinking about it from our own perspective, about what it costs us or what it effort it is or how uncomfortable. And I think that's one of the factors, how uncomfortable it makes us feel because we're not familiar with it. That utilizing technology in this creative way is not about us. And that sounds highly, highly like Jesus talking right there with, you know, some of these commands he gives us to love neighbor yourself but that it becomes about making it accessible and where people are. Um, It's just a, it's just a great opportunity and it's not a lot of money that we have to spend. It's not a lot of effort. It's just a different way of thinking. That's a great word, Gary. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Just so you know, um, I don't know if you know it now, but I'm the interim at Dan River Baptist in Halifax and they are on the radio and on Facebook I've done that at least twice, giving out my cell phone number. Uh, <laughs> so I might be crazy, but here it is. If you want to talk, uh, there are things that, that I can help you with, let me know. Um, that's moving to that personal level versus yeah. just a like on Facebook. Yeah. So I do think how we engage folks on Facebook um, or in other ways needs to move to that personal intimate level uh, to really see what might come out of that. So that, that's a great idea. Very yeah. You know, the marketing thing is, is really about being true to ourselves, being, being who we are, but in a way that's accessible to people. Um, I, I just, I feel like that's the number one thing. I, I hate making generalizations about generations you know everybody talks about gen z and millennials and there's all the okay boomers and everybody bashes each other of course i'm a gen xer which means i just kind of you know i just sit in the middle and watch you all fight so to speak but uh you know we 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 gen xers just kind of let ourselves in uh after school and took care of ourselves and we really don't need much from the rest of the world but (laughs) we get amused at the uh the fights that go on over our heads um but 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 truly truly with with kids 
and, and I'd say Gen Z's and millennials, they, they are so technology savvy. It is their culture. It is the air they breathe, the water they swim in, all those metaphors that we could use. And it's, it's, it's just easier for them to communicate this way. They're native to it. But here's the thing. Just using the technology is not enough. We've got to be true. We've got to be authentic, real people. And, and gosh, Tony, you know this. I smell fake from a mile away. Yeah. Every one of us does. Good word. Yeah, definitely. So thinking about um, marketing through the BJB, all right, your team, what your team does, are there ways you can help some of the churches just kind of move to that, whatever level that might be? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Tony, thanks for asking, because that's, that's really new to my job. A lot of folk who are tuned into BGAV life would, would know that traditionally uh, our marketing team basically serves historically to uh, communicate about BGAV and to promote it to churches. Great, great purpose. Um, I've been tasked with an additional job, which is to help churches now engage community through marketing techniques. And so uh, we, we are having um, early conversations about how we want to do that for churches, but we know at minimum uh, that consults um, that help with social media, we have some practical programs. Uh, we use a, a company called First Door Marketing to help churches generate social media content. I always jokingly say that, that what they do over at First Door with their graphics and their artwork is kind of like what we used to do with the bulletin covers. You know, uh, we, we used to ship, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of tons of uh, worship guide covers with Virginia Baptist stuff on the back of it for people to use and print their worship guides on inside. We did it for a hundred years. This is kind of the, the digital version of the same thing, uh, but it helps with engagement in the community. Uh, we're working to um, help churches build websites. Uh, we're actually we've got a new add on. I was stunned. I just got to tell you just a side note. We have about, uh, I lose the number 1350, uh, 350 uh, Baptist churches in BGAV. And of them, uh, we pulled a, a, a report in the, in the uh, database a few weeks ago and there are over 500 churches that don't have a website. Yeah. And I know all our field stress went through combing and trying to make sure that that data was actually accurate. And, and that's true. We have 500 plus churches that don't have websites. And to me, that's a basic uh, need. They're not expensive anymore. Uh, in fact, uh, with First Door, if you buy their social package right now, they're, they're building a one-page website for you for free. Um, it's just, it's a new add-on that's going to be started. Uh, we're going to start marketing that uh, to everybody in October and November. Um, so we're doing that. We, we've got consult time. Uh, we've actually served a couple of churches in um, very direct staff support ways. Uh, we've been doing some uh, gap work for some of our larger churches to, um, as they've waited to hire a communications director for their congregation. Um, so we've stepped into that uh, and support process. We've done individual projects. We do video shoots. We've now got a new video studio at the uh, Richmond office, and we're traveling with that video work as well. Um, we have a large, we can do any kind of print support. And if churches are interested in just doing small things like, hey, we want to get some pins printed with our church name on it to leave it in the bank. Um, happy to help with those kinds of projects as well. Wow. Super excited, uh, Tony. You didn't ask for this, but I'll give it to you anyway. We are lo launching 
by the annual meeting in November, we're going to have a mobile app for churches, which will mean that, you know, your church there at Dan River can subscribe to this service and each of your members will be able to download a mobile app. Branded Church Point is going to be the name of that. And you're going to be able to uh, use that app to live stream, to direct them to your online giving, uh, to interact with content and posts and prayer requests and uh, congregational directory. Uh, it's going to be a pretty powerful tool. Um, we haven't gotten finalized pricing, but we're confident that that's going to be less than 50 bucks a month. That's great. That is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Gary, my goodness, lots of great information. Um, I do think every church has to take this seriously. If we're going to reach that next generation, if we're going to reach people in our community, we need to know our audience definitely. Uh, but how can we let them know, hey, we might have been the best kept secret for quite some time, but here we are. We want to serve. We want to love on you. We want you to know God's love. And so uh, any final words? Well, some secrets need to be told, don't they? <laughs> Into that. Tony, I wish if if the pastors and church leaders knew one thing uh, is that they would just know that I welcome phone calls and emails. We do initial consults at no charge. Some of the other services do have a fee because they are they're pass through costs. They come you know with a vendor attached to them, but we have negotiated really great rates and we subsidize some things. But the the phone call, the consults, the strategy work, we don't charge for that. Um, we're happy to to talk to churches about what they want to accomplish in reaching their community and uh, super happy to do that. So, so feel free to share my email, share my cell phone. <laughs> y'all can, y'all can text me like the HBU kids. That'd be fine. Gary, I will do that. Uh, you're welcome to tell them right now what that is. So it'll be on the podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I found, I feel like I need to do one of those radio commercials where I say the phone number like eight times in a row. Call today, today, today. Uh, but the number is uh, 828-508-1586. That's my cell, 828-508-1586. And uh, email is gary.long at bgav.org, which is everybody's email address. We're all first name, dot last name around here. That's right. Yeah. Gary, again, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to do this and uh, tell Tracy hello. And hopefully we can all catch up sometime soon. Won't be long, brother. We're going to do it soon. Again. Yeah. Blessings, my friend. Take care. Thanks, Tony. You too. Appreciate the opportunity. We hope you've enjoyed the content this week and that you found something that you can put in use today for your ministry context. If you'd like more information about the content of today's episode or more information about Dr. Tony Brooks or the Baptist General Association of Virginia or just want to connect for further dialogue and resources, go to bgav.org or email Tony at tony.brooks at bgav.org. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to having you join us for the next episode of New Wineskins, where we discuss fresh perspectives for the local church in the 21st century.